Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 375 of the Junk Trashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Yo, there's been plenty that's been happening around the last month, but at the same time, the most important thing in my life is I finally acquired a car. Nice. It's <laughs> very sexy, I saw it. Now yeah, Gables, not only does he have the most fuckable console, he has the most fuckable car. <laughs> Please do not attempt to fuck my car. I will seriously kick your ass. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> but, yeah, funny thing happened. Last Monday, I actually went through to the car dealership. Didn't take me too long to actually get a car, to be perfectly honest with you. My credit's okay. I saved up a bunch of things because of unemployment stuff, and quintessentially, that's how I went through and acquired it. I'm still going through with the whole driver's stuff. I'm still learning my things here and there. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. It's like a 2017 Subaru like Impreza. Nice. It definitely... It's a used car. But even so, it looks immaculate. Like somebody had hardly drove the darn thing. It had like maybe 16,000 miles on it. Roughly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, whoever had the car last only drove it maybe around the general area, and that was it. Maybe like some old person's car. <laughs> Yeah. But hey, it's it's fine for me, man. It's like it's my first car, so it's like I am in my thirties. I definitely should have a fucking vehicle in order for me to go to and from. Yeah. Definitely makes it a lot not you know, someone that took the bus for like eight years of his first eight years of his like professional life, like career wise. Yeah. Uh it's very it's it's so much nicer when you finally have oh man it really is trans- and just in general one's like oh man I really want some McDonald's or something right now you have to like ask somebody to go get it or walk to go get it it's like I can just go to McDonald's and be there in two minutes it's amazing it's yeah also, man no shit also very expensive when you realize you can just go to McDonald's whenever you want but it's it outweighs you know, the end and plus you know just in general if you want to stay late or you know go in early or whatever the hell you want you know it's awesome it's great well, yeah, it's awesome, man. I like to have that little slice of freedom now. So, whenever I do get my permit, I'm gonna go through and uh, obviously take my time with stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have that option now, so I'm gonna be a little bit more available in terms of riding to and fro. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. All right, so here's the deal, Gables. Now we both what? have cars. Yeah. So we got to meet in the middle somewhere. Meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. That's how we're going to meet. Now we're going to find it. It's going to be like Montana, though. It's going to be something terrible. Oh, shit. I don't know if I want to go to Montana, man. That place is all sorts of full of, like, random crazies. I I don't either, but, you know, know, it might be the safest place because they got, like, six people that live there right now. (laughs) It's just just Far Cry 5 inside Montana as we speak. Yeah. (laughs) Might be some crazy religious zealots. I don't know what's worse, corona or religious zealots. We'll find out. Oh, well. Have a good time. And it's can, like it's like the two evils like level each other out some way. <laughs> they'll just knock themselves out. That'll be that'll be perfect. Yeah, man. Other than that, I've been working, been earning my pay, and definitely have been playing. I've been playing games somewhat, man. I mean, I really didn't feel like I was in the mood to play anything and stuff until like around Thursday this week. But even so, I did have an eventful day for that Thursday and also for today. So. It was definitely good game wise, but other than that, man, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, you know. Um, Sunday, of course, is usually when we record this, so uh, doing all right, you know. Just been enjoying the trying to make the best of the day. Courtney's been sick all day today, so 
Uh, she's laying in bed, not doing too hot. So uh, it's it's always a little scary right now. When it's like I've had allergies for like two three weeks straight now. So it's like some days it's worse than others. And the allergy pill doesn't kick in as fast, and you're like sitting there for like ah shit, do I got it? You know, you get that every time you sneeze, and then like you gotta go to the store and you have you have your mask on, but then you have to like then you sneeze with your mask on. And you're like, All right, did anybody see me? And then every, it's, it's like, like everybody else around you just backs away slowly and stuff. Like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're just waiting for like an angry mob to show up and attack you. It's like, oh, fuck. But, uh, angry mob no. to come and attack you. I would imagine them just going through and just running away. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, that too. That too. Or maybe those like they, they think they can actually literally beat COVID to death. Who knows? Oh, God. Um, who knows? Anymore. There's so much science out there nowadays. Uh yeah, but I'm you know doing okay. Nothing too too exciting going on in my world. Got some gaming, a decent amount of gaming in this past week, so that's been mm-hmm. nice. Um, but just playing more of the same thing. Um, you know what? Well, fuck up. We'll just jump into it right now. Uh, usually we do it at the end, but I don't have much too much too too much more to say. Been playing more Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I I beat Act One. Good. I'm in Act Two. Uh, I'm I'm on the last uh, mission of Act Two before you go to Act Three, and each act has its own individual like area. So you can't like it's like the island's broken off into three parts, and uh, you can't get to the second part until you be Act One. You can't get to the third part until you be Act Two. Um, so but can only... you go back to the general areas yes. after yeah. you beat those acts? Yeah, you okay. can go back. So I can go back to the Act One area and do other stuff. They add stuff after I beat Act One. Uh, after I beat Act One, they added some things to do. But like Act One, I like I, I went through and I just like, so there was like fog over the map um, until you travel around. So I have like different types of like um armor sets you can wear like i have this one that's more like a robe type thing mm-hmm. and it like like it increases like m- like as you walk through it increases like where you walk by like the it moves the fog out off the map by like 20 percent. like i maxed like you can upgrade uh each individual in each individual like armor and shit like that and i maxed it out right away because i was like when i was doing act one early on the game like i want to see everything and i went through and like i did all that and then i have another set of armor that i wear and missions or when I'm doing like uh, taking down bases and stuff in camps uh, that's like my armor one increases you know like your defense your attack and your health and all that and I max those two things out pretty early on and I just maxed out my because you, you only get one samurai but you can change the look of it but it's like the, the um, family's uh, sword so um, I've, I've maxed it out today um, and then you get like your family set of armor I just got minor spoiler I guess for uh, act two, but you get like one of the missions you do is you, you get like your dad's armor. Oh, um, I see. And then I already maxed that out. So like that's <laughs> pretty much maxed out everything for that. <laughs> but like, I, so I did like, I think I found, I, I, I moved the, I, I got rid of the fog of like 90% of the act one map uh, section. And I did probably 70, 80% of the shit that I've seen on there. Uh, that was like, I have unlocked, um, went through all the camps found all the fox dens did all the ones i found anyways like there's a lot of like the bamboo strikes that makes your uh resolve which is like your that's how you heal and do like special moves like you use resolve and you gain you get more back as you kill enemies and parry and shit like that and um so i, I did pretty much all all of that and then i got to act two and then i saw the map and it was just all fog again and i'm just like oh god and it's, it's not as it's it's probably like a, it's probably like 30% smaller than the Act 1 map, but then I look, you can like zoom out and look at like each individual map, and I can't get to the third section of the map yet, but like it's 
just as big, if not bigger, as the first section. So I'm just like, mm. I don't want to do this all over again. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna focus on the story. So I've, I've you know, I've gone off track a little bit, but like, there's so much like it, it's it's Assassin's Creed. It, it's like an open world Ubisoft game. You know, it's it's got all these like, but they're they're fun and they're exciting. But it's like I've definitely reached that like burnout section of the game of like doing all these like, um, you know, a lot of the missions that you do are you know fairly. Uh, fairly same it's not new but it's like i'm really enjoying it. the game's fun to play i like doing it but it's just like i'm actually like i'm getting a little deeper into the story i'm enjoying the characters a little bit more and like some of the side yeah. characters are my favorite parts but like so there's like different like um all kinds of different like importance of side quests so there's like these lower tier side quests that like just do with like characters like just random npcs you see on the map and it's just you know, usually it's simple ones you can beat 10 minutes then there's like um missions that you have that like you can unlock you unlock um, better weapons or upgrades for your weapons or new gear or um, things like that. Like and those ones are longer and they usually involve like like here's a painting of where you need to go and it gives you like this giant circle. It's in it's in this circle somewhere and it'll be like a mountain with a with a cave in it. And it's like all right, I gotta find this mountain with a cave in it. And, like you gotta search this whole section and then there's like multiple layer like five six layers deep of that and then you usually gotta fight somebody at, fight somebody at the end and then there's um ones were like your like your main side characters because like the main part of the of the first of the game is like uh build this like group of uh um, people around with you to help you uh take over the mongolians get the, get them off your island and you gotta do like side missions for them kind of like um what in mass effect 2 the um the quest that you do that's like make the, make your teammates like you more was it, were the loyalty quests is that what they were yes, called yes they were called the loyalty quests yeah so they have like that but there's like multiple of them some of them like most of them have like seven or nine missions you can do and a couple of them have like three so it's like and there's like five or six of them at least so far that I found there's like more throughout the game and it's just like fuck and a couple of them are like you have to do and but for the most part like they're optional but it's like even those ones it was like all right I don't even want to like then there then there's the main missions and I'm like I did a good chunk I probably did Two thirds of those mis- those like those missions which for your you know the loyalty missions, but I'm just like, all right, I don't think they make a drastic change to the game itself. So at least I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the if the ending is different or not, but I'm like, I just need to focus on the game because I literally put 15, 16 hours into just the first act in that first wow. section, and then I put another probably five or six into this second. I wish that there's like a timer at the end. There isn't though, but like. I know it's more than 20. I, I know I put at least 15 into the first section, and I probably put at least another five or six into the second. So I'm probably between 20 and 25 hours around there, a rough estimate. And it's just like, I don't, like, I, I was like, I looked up, I'm like, how much, like, does it take to, like, beat this whole game? And it's like 80 to 100 hours to do all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, what if I just do these ones? And it's like 50 to 60 hours. I'm like, oh, God. It's like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm enjoying the game, but it's just like I don't. I'm like I'm like I said, I'm reaching that burnout phase. But it's nothing against the game. It's just, this, this is how I am as a gamer. It's like, uh, you know, you know, Gables, you've moved on this podcast for over seven years now. It's like, yeah, very like outside of Madden, like there's not a lot of games that keep hold my attention for very very long. Like usually, especially these open world games, right? I reach a burnout point where it's just like I fuck around for a very long time, and then I I, re- I reach that point in the game. I'm like, all right, I just want to run through and beat the game now, and that's that's where I think. I just did too much too soon in Act One, and I actually probably should have spread it out a little bit more. Um, but it, it makes for like a really great podcast game, you know. It's like one of those games where like you, if you just want to knock out some bases and do some like lower inside missions and shit like that, it's like I'm having a blast with that um, and do, doing all those. And it's like I just put on a podcast and just kind of zone out, take out all these camps. That's what I did for a long time. I, I've done that like 
a little bit today too. I was playing it for a little while because um, you know Courtney's been laying in bed sick all day, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. And I I knocked out a bunch of stuff because I wanted to get my uh, you have to like take out bases is the best way to like find the stuff you need to upgrade your uh, sword. So I wanted to get that to the last um, the the max it out. I wanted to do it a little bit earlier, and I'm like um, I'm almost maxed out my like my ranking in it. So like you have to fill up this like bar and each bar like has like technique points in it which you use to upgrade your skill tree and uh like there's like seven different ones to get to like the to max it out and i'm i'm like a quarter of the way through the last one i don't know what happens after that but because there's more technique points than there, um after that that i need that i'll have to like unlock everything in my in my skill tree but um yeah no i'm still enjoying the game i like the game a lot it's definitely like from a story and like character standpoint, like it's definitely the bottom tier from of like that for like what you expect from like a PlayStation game, like the their exclusives. Like when you look at like Uncharted, Horizon, Last of Us, and Spider Man, God of War. You look at like a lot of those games you had this generation, especially. Um, it's like they've done a really great job of focusing games around story and um, like having really good stories and really good characters. Jin's okay character. He's not great. I think I enjoy some of his side characters more in this game. Um, and the story is pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, the, the Mongolians take over this island and you want to get revenge, um, you know, and, you know, it makes sense, but like, but I mean, I get it. Cause like he's, he's a samurai. He's, he's all about respect and loyalty and honor and shit like that. So it's hard to make like a very interesting character out of that, I think. Um, but no, I, I, I still really enjoy it a lot. Like, if, if it's like some like, if you like those, like the Ubisoft style games, uh, especially like Assassin's Creed, and especially the way they've been the last few years, um, and you like for someone like me that's been asking for like a lot of people have like they want the Assassin's Creed Japan. They've asked for that for I mean I've been talking about that for five six years now. I know it's been going on longer than that. Um, this is like that, so it's like I don't know. It, it definitely feels that hole I needed in a game, but I'm looking. Uh, there's a, we'll get into it later, but there's a couple of games I'm looking forward to that are coming out uh, this coming week. So I want to try to put a bow on this game uh, before they come out but uh pretty much all i've been playing gables what about you all right so like i said i started gaming around this past thursday what i did i took my switch light started firing up the super nintendo app and i mm. chose a game on random so i decided to go through and play super punch out now super punch out for those that are not in the know is a super nintendo game that was released in 1994 it is the sequel to the original punch out on nes but other than that, it's a pretty damn fun game. I have the original copy that I bought a long time ago at a thrift shop. Actually, no, it was more like a uh, it was like a game centric store. But other way, that's not important. I've played the game off and on for God since like the mid two thousands, I want to say. But uh, I never was able to beat the game because there was one cup in particular that was entirely difficult because of a couple of factors. But to put things into perspective first, the structure of this game is separated into four different cups. You have the minor, the major, the world circuit, and the special circuit. Each circuit has four fighters that you have to go through and beat in order to claim the title for that, you know, for that cup. So quintessentially, you have all sorts of random characters you're fighting, you're facing off against. The game is very whimsical in its nature, but at the same time, it does retain that that punch-out feel to where 
you don't know what attacks or what patterns your enemies are going to toss at you until you experience it for yourself. So, for example, the very first match in the game is you're facing Gabby J, which is the equivalent of Glass Joe from the original Punch-Out!, meaning he's entirely predictable. You can go through, you can beat him, no problem, pretty much. Hell, I remember I remember just uh, playing the game back then on the Super Nintendo and managed to get like some of the better records and stuff against, you know, against Gabby J just on accident because you'll notice some cues that fighters will do in order for you to either counter or do this or do that. But... Uh, what goes from super easy can spike up relatively quickly, depending upon how well you are to recognize patterns. But uh, in regards to difficulty, now, as an adult, since I'm no longer inside my 20s and all that other shit, you know what? It wasn't so bad. I went through Blaze of the Miner's Circuit, beat Bald Bull, who was like the uh, number one person in that regards from that cup. Then I went through the Major Circuit, which... Had a fun foray of characters from uh, a Bob Marley-looking wannabe called Bob Charlie. He is quintessentially like uh, a fighter from Jamaica, right? But he has these crazy spins that you have to go through and counter. Now, before he hits you with these spins, you can actually do a strong punch, and you can automatically like knock him, like knock him down for like a uh, like uh, a knockdown and stuff like that. But uh, at the end of that cup, you have like. Mr. Sandman, who is a uh, who is a beast in regards to uppercuts and stuff. But the fun thing about each fighter you face, you'll get to learn his patterns. You'll get to learn his little quirks that he does, so that you can counter each and every one of his moves, like periodically. Then, when you get onto the world circuit, it starts becoming a little bit more difficult. You'll face off fighters that will be almost unpredictable in terms of what they'll do. Or just be flat out annoying, like uh, say with Mr. Macho Man, with freaking uh, yeah, this Mr. Macho Man in terms of the World Circuit, he'll do a lot of flexing, but he'll also do these freaking roundhouse like like swinging punches and stuff to where he'll actually do like a like a round the world sort of like uh, twirl that depending upon how he feels, it's random. So it'll either do like one swing to maybe like seven swings in a row. <laughs> Oh, boy. I remember having some trouble with him growing up, but at the same time, I did have a little bit of issues with him this time, too, but only because he would not stop doing these freaking, like, uh, like around-the-world sort of spin punches. Now, like back then, the special circuit gives me a little bit of difficulty, even to this day. Yeah, the first character inside the special cir- circuit is called Narcissus Prince. He is pretty much a narcissist, and he fights like that, and the key weakness that you have to go through, you have to bait him into a punch that will uncover his face. His weakness is you have to punch him in the face. And when you punch him in the face, it throws him off his game. He'll actually go through, and he'll start getting angry, right? And then he'll start fighting more radically. But by doing that, you can go through and counter and start punching him in the face even more so and stuff, and that's his weakness. He will drop all his guard and everything, his smooth, suave demeanor, as soon as you pretty much punch him in the place where he does not want any type of like <laughs> conflict whatsoever but uh yeah he was relatively easy now the second person has been a character that i have been dealing with over the past well ever since i first started playing punch out and that was 
this uh, this Chinese like kung fu master by the name of uh, like Hoi Quarlo. Now, what he does, you have to learn how to block his staff blows. So here's the thing with this dude. He's a martial artist. He uses his staff in the middle of a boxing match, right? And quintessentially, what you have to do, you have to realize the patterns of when he'll attack with his staff. But what's even more so frustrating about it is you have to time your punches from uh, when he sways from side to side, when you actually go through and do manage to hurt him. Because you'll go through an entire fight, an entire fight, and he'll get hardly any type of damage because you don't know when to block his freaking staff blows. So he'll do like three blows, maybe like like uh, try to hit you the top, you know, your face or something three times, or try to punch your gut three times or something like that. That's how I learned how to block correctly for the first time, <laughs> actually. Because if you don't touch the D-pad at all, he'll the, your character will automatically block like gut blows however you press up on the deep pad that'll obviously put your hands up to block headshots gosh after what seemed like an eternally i did finally beat hoy corlo felt really fantastic when i did that because fuck that dude i <laughs> seriously overcome that fucking hurdle now the next on to that you have these two brothers that end the special circuit they're the last two fighters in the game the first you'll face off against is Rick Bruiser. Now, Rick Bruiser, he's not as difficult as Hoy Corlo because of the blocks, but at the same time, you cannot underestimate like uh, some of the hits that him and his brother do because they'll literally, if you throw careless punches at their face, they'll capture your arm, right? And they'll freaking drop an elbow right to your arm that'll numb it. And so you can't use the freaking, like either your left punch or your right punch if you guess incorrectly. So having to deal with that and on top of countering like quick movements that they go through with punches and stuff. Oof, boy, I did have to face Rick Bruiser a couple of times. But because how the Switch does their save states and like the rewind feature, I was able to figure out his pattern. I was finally able to figure out his pattern and I managed to beat him like in about a minute and 40 seconds or 40 something seconds, which was the top, that was the top freaking high score against him. So I'm happy about that. His older brother, on the other hand, Jesus fucking Christ. He is definitely the hardest fighter to play in that game, like to play against, because he'll not only do like the previous move like I was mentioning, but he will do such quick strikes that you won't even have time to react in some in some like a capacity. You'll have to get lucky and try to time when he'll try to do these like uh, these body blows and whatsoever. But uh, even so, his punches are so powerful that they'll literally take off about almost close to around three, no, like about close to about a good chunk, like a quarter of your health with each punch. So if you're careless, he'll go through and deplete your meter. And I kid you not, maybe about two or three punches. So you have to be on your feet doing that, doing that stuff. After around the seventh or eighth time, I managed to beat Nick Bruiser. Hmm. And I finally beat Super Punch-Out. <laughs> I beat Super Punch-Out. That's a game that's been eluding me for nearly 15 fucking years. But at the same time, I managed to go through and, with the help of the save state stuff, able to beat a game that I've been wanting to beat for a very long time. 
so obviously I'm incredibly happy about that. And what's kind of hilarious about it, because I'm just a masochist, I went forth to the time trials and stuff, and uh, I managed to go through and try to uh, go through and face them again and just try to beat certain things, you know? What's hilarious about it, the game has an addictive quality to it that when you go through the time trials, you definitely want to learn little bits and pieces in regards to how quicker you can beat someone. So, for example, I was on Nick Bruiser trying to beat him without using type of, like, save states or any type of, like, freaking rewind features and stuff, but it's hilarious. I finally got him down to, like, under two minutes beating him, <laughs> but it definitely has addictive quality. It's like, you know what, I could do better this time, or I could do better that time. But uh, that's not the end of fighting games for this week for me. Today I had a productive day. I started playing through the arcade mode of Soul Calibur VI. Oh, wow. Let me tell you something. Fighting games this generation have been a dime a dozen in regards to my interests. It hasn't been really until this year that I wanted to delve in and try out what was available. So, obviously, I tried out Tekken 7. I really love the gameplay of Tekken 7. The AI is difficult as shit, especially when you get to face off against Akuma and freaking, like, a Devil Kazuya and shit like that, because that is some cheap AI bullshit. However, going through the arcade mode of Soul Calibur 6, Jesus Christ, I was having a blast with it. Absolutely. I started off picking a character that I am very familiar with. All the way back to Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube when I first played through that. That was like 2003 now that I think about it. Jeez. Jeez. Like 17 years ago, roughly. Keelik. Keelik is one of, those, one of those fighters that are very friendly to beginners. He has good strikes. He's got good range attacks. He's definitely a character that I would consider easy to pick up and learn. Even like in games like Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 2, and even the, the last Soul of Calibur game that I played through and beat years ago, Soul Calibur 5 on the PS3, I loved using Keelik because I'm very familiar with him. I love to play, do little tactics and stuff with him. Before I even went into the arcade mode, I decided to fool around with things like, you know, go through training mode with, uh, with him, see what else like has changed since playing through my last Soul Calibur game, and there's been quite a few, actually. There is definitely a little counter system that Soul Calibur Six has. When you press the R1 button, you can actually do, like, an attack or something where it goes into this dramatic, like, cutscene, and you have to pick, like, a rock, paper, scissors sort of dealy, so you have to guess what your opponent's going to use. So if you go through and uh, go and trigger this cutscene and then you press like the square button like I do fairly often that goes like with for light attacks and that's like the quickest strike. And so I've actually end up winning like about 50 to about 60% of my freaking uh dramatic cuts and stuff like that just using a light attack. And then on a rare occasion I'll go through and tie. But uh <laughs> what happens when like two fighters tie with this sort of like like uh, standoff or something like that? They just cross weapons and all of a sudden this big old spark of like uh this big old spark flies up and they push each other apart and stuff i love that that uh that old like this epic clash feel in regards to uh, a big fight going on so the arcade mode i went through the entirety of normal of the normal mode inside of the arcade mode is keelik i didn't have too much difficulty obviously 
I decided, okay, well, let's go ahead and let's try upping it to hard. So I may have lost maybe a couple of rounds, but not an entire match on hard. So I went through the entirety of the arcade mode on hard. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know what? I'm still feeling great. I'm still definitely doing some good right here. I haven't really lost a round that often. I think I lost maybe one round that entirety in regards to being on hard mode. Do it again. Start over. <laughs> uh, it's like the arcades. But still. <laughs> no. I decided to go on very hard with Keelik. You're a madman. Well, here's the, here's the funniest part about it. I did not lose until like maybe the... I didn't lose an entire match until the third fight. The third fight I was fighting against Voldo. Now, Voldo is a fighter that's very tricky. He's always been a tricky fighter for me to go against. He'll go through these erratic sort of like... Uh, these crab walk style attacks. And he'll use his blades and all this other stuff. He's a character that doesn't see, right? And so he uses his, his smell, his hearing, and everything else. But he's... Like I said before, he's very odd of a fighter. But at the same time, he has a lot of abusable combos. And man, I was the tail end of a couple dozen of those damn things because I lost to him, I think, about two, three times. All in all, it took me roughly three and a half minutes. And yes, I could tell how long because when you go through and complete the arcade mode, it shows you how much time it took to defeat a fighter. And I spent a good solid three and a half minutes trying to beat Voldo. So like two or three times, roughly, I had to go through and try to face him. But uh, I went past that, finally got on my way to stage five. I'm very hard, and at this point, I faced off against Mitsurugi. And Mitsurugi, he's like the samurai, right? That uh, he has all these technical sort of like sword slash attacks and this and that. I was getting my ass handed to me, because he kept launching me in the air, right? And then he would trigger a special attack. Now, you know, special attacks are kind of a new thing for me, because I've never seen like a really a big old special attack in Soul Calibur before this game and so he would launch me up into the air and all of a sudden he would go and hit this special attack by hitting like uh, the r2 button that's pretty much how you can activate it without doing any major inputs but uh he did it twice in one match he launched me in the air and he did it like that i'm like oh jesus christ and you know it took me about a good solid five and a half minutes in order for me to finally beat him three matches in a row <laughs> like three rounds in a row actually because that's the thing. Usually it's like two out of three, you'll be able to move on. No. For Soul Calibur 6, you have to beat someone three rounds in a row in order to advance. It's not bad. I mean, I definitely took me a little bit getting used to. But, uh, yeah, after that whole stint with Mitsurugi, I was able to pass him. And I'm happy to report, I didn't have too much trouble after that, honestly. But at that time... I started to feel the effects of uh, going through so many of those freaking arcade modes and higher difficulties and like all in a row. Because I kid you not, when I play fighting games, Tyler, I really get into playing fighting games. I sweat. I freaking do all sorts of various shit. My mind is <laughs> weirdly on point. Like I'm very precise with some of the movements I want to do and I want to take. And I kid you not, it would. I've always done this ever since I was a kid. Whenever I'm playing a fighting game, I get so engrossed in it that it feels like I'm actually having a fucking workout. Because 
I would sweat so much, I would freaking, my whole entire freaking shirt or what I was wearing, it would be damp. <laughs> Seriously, that's how hardcore I get into it. And the one one thing happened, as I was playing that arcade mode, that very last few matches, my, start, my stomach started to hurt. And I'm like, oh shit. Give yourself an ulcer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, no. I had ate dinner. Like about an hour before that, it's like, oh my god! Don't tell me that I've played this game so much and like that that much force that I'm fucking <laughs> having the same effects as if you're exercising after having a large meal. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, no. oh, it went away after I stopped playing. After I finished beating the arcade mode, I'm very hard. <laughs> so. Here's a little credit to me. I went through the arcade mode of Soul Calibur 6 as Keelik on normal, hard, and very hard. And you know what happens when you beat the arcade mode on very hard? I'll give you one guess. Hmm. You unlock legendary difficulty. Oh, <laughs> no, granted, I have not beaten the arcade mode on easy. So I think that's pretty hilarious that I decided just normal on the get-go, and then all of a sudden I went through... I'm going to try it on Legendary Difficulty the next time I start playing it. But, uh... Because <laughs> I got the thought on my mind right now. If I beat this arcade mode on Legendary with just one character, and then all of a sudden I go back on Easy, it's going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. that's the only thing I haven't done, and I'm going to do it anyway. It's going to be a complete cakewalk <laughs> at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? No. Nah. No, I think it would be just kind of hilarious that I go through the hardest difficulties of that uh, arcade mode of the game and all of a sudden just go back to easy. It's like, oh man, this is like a stroll in the park. This actually feels pretty awesome. But, granted, that was the most that I actually went through. Actually, that's, now that I think about it, playing other fighting games, I've never had that urge to go through and beat the arcade mode multiple times in one sitting on difficulties like, on higher difficulty spikes, you know? But, uh, let me tell you something. The reason why I did that is because the gameplay is solid. The precision of inputs is crisp. I love that. The visual look of it from the character models, from the stage backgrounds, they look fucking fantastic. On my PS4 Pro, it was definitely humming a bit because that son of a gun is going mm -hmm. to go through and sound like a fucking jet engine oh my god it feels like every time i play a game that's like really graphically intense this damn system not only does it start to hum a bit but the whole entire room when you're playing in it it feels like a fucking heater yeah yeah and be and because it's been like in the 80s almost 90 degree weather where i'm going where i'm at i have to have a fucking fan on me in order for things to go and play <laughs> It's not bad, man, but it's like it's it's hilarious because it's like here how I'm dripping sweat, I'm getting into it. Keelik is already going round and round and stuff, beating the shit out of a Geralt from Witcher Three. But still, <laughs> oh, that's another thing, man. It's like they have all sorts of special characters, like uh, Geralt from uh, Witcher Three. They have Two uh, B from uh, Nier Automata, and uh, but uh, I haven't. Honestly, now that I think about it, I haven't downloaded the uh, DLC that I bought for the damn game yet. I've faced off against DLC characters in the arcade mode, like Hilda, which, you know, she's not too bad, but she's very cool. 
But what I love is I love the different... Every fighter feels different in regards to their attacking styles, their combos and stuff. The game is definitely very technical because this is the style of fighting game where you don't just attack from left and right. You can actually go in a three six you actually can go in like a three D motion to where if you tap if you double tap on the up or the or down on the control stick, you'll change your perspective and you can actually get behind a fighter and stuff and just start wailing on them or just grab them out of nowhere or do a sort of sort of like a crazy ass combo or whatever. I'm happy to report, so far from what I've played, Soul Calibur Six is fucking good, dude. It is good. It looks great. Plays great. I'm having a lot of fun just bullshitting with Keelik, a character, yeah, I'm familiar with, but at the same time, he's very fun to play. <laughs> and I haven't even tried any other fighters yet, but uh, that's going to change very soon. Nice. But that's all I've been playing. Oh, well, cool. Very cool, Gables. Um, well, moving on to our uh, new section here. Not a lot of big stuff, a lot of little, a lot of smaller things to talk about. Um, I think first up, um, Halo Infinite has been revealed. It was kind of rumored, and then uh, they came out and uh, said it that uh, on the Halo Twitter account that uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be free to play, um, but the, no more details than that. Um, but that will be, they'll have more news on that later. And then also Rocket League. Will be going free to uh, free to play later this summer when and then eventually will be coming. It will be taken off the Steam Store and it'll be exclusive to the Epic Game Store because um um God, what's, who oh, shit who is the makers of Rocket League? Is it something Sonics right? Play it's play Psionic. Psionic. Thank you. Uh, they were purchased by Epic um, early last year and this was a rumor a while back that this would be the case. Um, but it's officially happening. But if you still, if you own uh, Rocket League on Steam, uh, you can still buy it now. But it's gonna—they'll announce it eventually, sometime later this year, when uh, it's gonna be taken off. But if you um, own it on Steam, you you will still get updates and all that. You just won't be able to—if you, you just won't be able to later on buy it on Steam. It'll be exclusive on Epic, but it'll be free to play everywhere else. And um, also, you'll have cross, uh, cross progression is a thing that'll happen as well, um, which is awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a game that's been out for over six years now. It's a game that we still talk about fondly. Um, also, I believe they said I don't know here for anyone who has purchased a game before the free version kicks off, Cyanox is offering um, a number of in-game rewards, including all Rocket League branded DLC before uh, free to play. So. I don't believe that means like they have like the Fast and Furious car, the Superman and Batman car, stuff like that. I don't. Bl- I believe those will still cost money. Anything, anything they had like have a partnership deal with, will cost money. But anything that they made that they sold separately will um will be will eventually just become free as well. So, um, two pretty big games. Uh, one, I mean, obviously it's been out for a while, but still got a big crowd around it. And the other one, um, is hopefully having a big comeback later this year. Um, I don't give. What do you think? We heard all this. I think it's awesome that Rocket League is going through and allowing players that have been with the game since day one to have quintessentially the DLC that uh, they had initially had made, like, you know, offered as DLC stuff. I'm not talking about the cosmetic cars. I'm talking about, like, uh, the actual updates. The first, Mm. you know, the first, like, updates, you know, that uh, they included with uh, later releases, but uh, I'm glad that a lot of the older DLC content is going to be available for free for people that have been with the game for a long time. Yeah, The whole free-to-play stuff, you know, that works with Rocket League. 
it definitely opens the foray to more new players to come in, to have their fun, to do whatever and stuff, and uh, hopefully get addicted to it. Because I'll tell you what, man, it's like when everything's all said and done, Rocket League has definitely been one of the consistent games of this generation for people mm. on the PS4, on Xbox One, on Switch. And the most awesome part about it is like for those who double or triple dipped with Rocket League, cables. like for example, me. Because I quintessentially now have it almost on every system besides Steam. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you want it, you better buy it at Steam Cables. Uh, well, that's true, too. But at the same time, I'm I'm more than satisfied with what I got here. Yeah, they've but, got your uh, money. <laughs> they've got my money, too. I, bought, I think I bought all that DLC already that they said it's going to be free soon. So What's hilarious is, like, I didn't even buy Rocket League to begin with. A lot of us didn't because it yeah. was a free game on PlayStation Plus, but... I still spent money on the DLC that initially came out on. I still spend money on the Xbox One version and on the Switch version, you know, because of the Mario, the freaking Metroid cars, and all those shit. Yeah. I'm so it's happy like, I don't have to buy the DLC for those versions, though, because yeah. <laughs> that would be well, redundant. Plus, with the cross-progression, that's going to help, too. I mean, it's, I, it's, I still use my... Uh, I got the Fast and Furious uh, Toretto car that I still use. Yeah. So I don't see myself switching, obviously, from that. But, um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I don't know, I think it's pretty badass that they're they're doing it, especially at this point. I mean, it's been over six years since it came out. And also with, I mean, I think if you wanted to play at this point, you probably got it. But it's nice yeah. to see, like, they, they've done some cool things. I mean, Epic in general has done some cool stuff lately, you know, just for, um, not some, maybe not some on the gamer side, but the publisher side with, like, the, the, the splits on their, on their on their games, on you sell them Epic Game Store and uh, things like that, like stuff like they're doing with this, but... It's like you've seen, like, Rock League has done, like, that free-to-play style. Like, you've seen from, like, yep. a lot of Battle Royale games where they had season passes. And they've done a lot more, like, you have to, like, level up to, like, unlock these, you know, skins and these extra toppers. They've, they've constantly added to the game. And it's awesome they're doing that. And added a lot yeah. of free shit to it as well. But they've gone away with the season passes, which is awesome. Because I, I was like, that kind of bothered me a little bit where it's like, you're kind of, I mean... I mean, if you, if you love the game that much and you're going to play the game that much, that's fine. I understand that. But it's just like, you're an older game. And you're not free to begin with. Now, if they wanted to bring that back, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I, I definitely don't see an issue with that. I mean, they're going to have to find a way to keep funding this game um, ongoing, but maybe they'll add more. They'll be, maybe they'll end up being more like uh, Overwatch, where it's like you can buy... I mean, I guess they already have that to a certain extent. They actually... No, I'm sorry. They do have that, where they have, like, you can you can buy micro, the microtransactions with the... You get, you get, like, loot box kind of shit. Um, but I've always said, like, the cosmetic side has never really bothered me too, too much, as long as it's kind of fair. Um, and they, they've had that for a few years now. So, I mean, that stuff kind of makes it's, it's a little easier to swallow the things they've added to it to keep it going, keep it funded, um, ongoing. But, like, the Halo Infinite thing I think is awesome. Depending on, like, I mean, we're in this weird stage where, it's, like, the whole what's Xbox Live Gold, is that going away? Is that still going to be a thing? Is it going to be morphed into Game Pass Ultimate? Is Well, what's like, interesting about it is there's actually more rumor suggesting and actually an action by Microsoft to where... They're starting to phase out the sixty dollar like yeah. uh, full year Xbox yeah. Live stuff. You can so. still buy three months and all that. Um, I know that, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just, I mean, we're in this. And I think with free to play games, like I, I don't know if I'm hundred percent correct in this, but like uh, I think with free to play, you still have to have Xbox Live Gold for certain games. Um, obviously, it's this will be an Xbox game, so they can easily just like you don't have to have gold to play this. And like, what does it mean? Are they gonna have microtransactions? Are they gonna do season pass? 
Are we going to see that, that Battle Royale game that I don't know if it's necessarily been rumored or if it's just people trying to will it into existence kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know if it's a rumor or just people talking about it, wanting it kind of thing. It's kind of morphed into its own thing. Um, but I mean, I think, I think that's awesome too, uh, to, to have that. Cause that's I mean, a good selling point as long as they don't do some like bullshit stuff like EA has done in the past or in two case still does. But like, I think we're past the point. We don't have to worry about that. Microsoft and Xbox have been really great fan wise, uh, for customers, uh, where Epic's been great to publishers. Like Microsoft has been great, I think to, um, to accessibility gamers. too. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if you, I know that's a big selling point is the multiplayer, but I think the, the bigger selling point is that campaign playing the co-op with your friends. And if you want that, that's even on game pass. And that's, if you're going to not have, it's, and you're going to have game pass ultimate already. So it's like, you don't have to worry about having that gold access, I guess. I don't know. We, we like I said, we don't know what's going on with it. I imagine we'll hear more probably next, or I guess, I guess we're in August now. We'll hear sometime this month. I got to assume, um, cause you got to assume I, I can't see them going any longer than, um, the next few weeks without hearing something about, um, the new the new consoles getting a, the like the kind of the final details price dates the big games um, I know there was that rumor um, that August six was going to be this Thursday was going to be the uh, date for the PlayStation five like blowout event uh, it sounds like it's being delayed to the thirteenth because of some weird PlayStation music thing that's going on I don't fucking know um, rumors but uh, I don't know I, I I think this is great I like this idea I mean obviously there's a lot more there's still I mean, this makes creates a lot of more questions than answers. Um, then I guess gives answers, but um, you know I think and you looking at it from a broad state, it's like I see all this as just more of a win because like Rocket League, you don't need all the extra shit. That's just fun extra stuff to have. Um, the play you could everything will be there. You know it, it's it's cool to have all those the cool cosmetic shit, but it's like it's not gonna change the game fundamentally. And I think I imagine with Halo Infinite, it's gonna be more the same. Where it's like you're gonna have all the gameplay styles. Like it's, it's all gonna be custom. It's all gonna be like looks and shit like that that's gonna make the ultimate change of the game if like the free to play part of it and that's the most important part of it where like that's gonna be the ongoing thing you know i mean i said like everybody wants to play the new campaign wants to play that co-op with their friends but it's like the thing that we're gonna be playing three four six months from now two years from now is gonna be the multiplayer so to have it more accessible and it's like the thing i always talk about where like rocket league we've talked about for years like one of the main reasons it's, it's a great game it's a fun game first and foremost but the, the thing that makes us keep going back to it is a fact it's kind of like that call of duty was last generation this generation where it's like all of our friends have it you know like that's the like one of the things maybe there's like one or two games that like when we when we get on when we get on talk ship we gotta get a, a, a playstation chat and hey you guys want to play games sure what do we got well we got rocket league and we'll play rocket league and it's like we all have fun have a blast with that so it's like um if halo infinite can have that and you know, this generation for, for xbox that'd be fucking fantastic but i don't know anything you want to say before we move on gables well, let's see. Before we go on to anything else, though, I want to I want to address a little bit about this free to play Halo stuff. Okay. So, the aspect of the multiplayer, yeah, there was a rumor during the last couple of weeks that the Halo multiplayer would be quintessentially free to play. Well, because Microsoft went ahead and confirmed it today, like the day of uh, this recording and stuff, I find it kind of fascinating because I did have some concerns in regards to whether or not this was going to be sort of like a live service sort of like deal and stuff with the halo infinite i'm fine if like so the multiplayer is free to play i mean that isn't the issue i really have with this whole thing what i'm kind of interested in in seeing and this is something i speculated towards like last week is would these type of games like halo infinite the next forza and stuff would they be sort of like a live service thing to where you'll give it like an initial thing 
obviously, with a main campaign or some for Halo Infinite we're going to be getting, obviously, by the end of this year. It's on Game Pass, it's accessible to more people, and obviously the multiplayer stuff is that, but does that give Microsoft an excuse to, say, release it inside of a, I wouldn't say unfinished form, but more or less like, uh, like maybe like an acceptable form for the release and stuff inside of maybe a state that's not that great in regards to, say, months down the line, you know, kind of like with similar other releases. Yeah, well, and that's been... No, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. Oh, yeah. But uh, what I'm concerned with is the fact that is, like, uh, for Halo Infinite, what I'm more concerned is if Microsoft goes, say, like, with a route of having some of their like a lot of maybe their first party games taking a similar approach to Halo Infinite where it is kind of like a life service sort of a thing with microtransactions inside of their multiplayer and maybe cosmetic things, maybe like expansion things down the line or whatsoever. And there is definitely a confirmed thing when regards to say the visual fidelity of Halo Infinite, like the whole aspect of the ray tracing and everything else that's after launch and all other stuff may not be too much of an issue for people because if they want to play kind of the same looking game as like say what they currently have on their xbox one i mean hell people are not going to give a shit they're going to go through and they're going to play halo for the sake of uh it's a new halo campaign you know there are hardcore diehards that want to do that but uh i think it's going to be interesting to see when microsoft does their like a, a rumored other blowout or whatever the hell it is yeah that uh if in the future more of the first party games are going to take a similar approach. That's yeah. what I'm kind of speculating on. Because now they show the signs where Halo Infinite, their multiplayer stuff is separate from the the campaign, and they stout they stated when they were unveiling the game that this is a game they wanted to focus on for like ten years. Yeah. So you can't do that for like 10 years without there being some sort of a live service aspect like microtransactions, yeah. expansions, sort of similar to what Bungie has been doing with Destiny, yeah. essentially. Or Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, with Activision. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, to, to continue on, like being that, you know, being Halo Infinite, that, that title makes more and more sense as we hear more and more about it. Um, right. You know, it's going to do the thing that, like, I mean, when we heard that, oh, this is going to be the last Halo game for a long time, and it's like, okay, blah, blah, we heard the same thing from Destiny, oh, th- this is going to be a platform for 10 years, and then two years later, Destiny 2 comes out, <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, obviously, that that's that's the main reason why Bungie left, was because Activision made them make new games instead of yep. making Destiny a platform, um, so... I think I love this idea where it's like Halo Infinite, like there'll be the campaign and then there's going to be Halo Infinite and that'll just be the multiplayer. And then maybe we'll get that Halo 7. They'll be able to do the, like continue the campaigns, continue that story, but the, the online portion of it will be its own separate thing. And I think that's brilliant to do it. Like, like what you were just saying with like, we've seen that Destiny 2 is just becoming its own thing. Uh, and they shown like the next three years, like this is our plan for the next three years. And then uh, you look at it, um, like, like Call of Duty Warzone. It's like, and they're going to, I mean, I think each individual Call of Duty will st- is obviously still going to have a mul- multiplayer version, but they'll be able to, like, still inter- in- intertwine the new stuff into Warzone, like, maybe in find ways to, like, cross-promote and everything like that as well, like, showing off and, like, tease for, like, new things. Like, I imagine when Black Ops Cold War gets announced here, probably I'm assuming some, it's got to be sometime this month because the rumor is 
early October. So we're talking two months now from that the new Call of Duty comes out, and we oh, haven't heard yeah. a word about it when normally it's announced in early May. Um, we haven't heard any words about it, but we definitely have seen leaked yeah, photos of we know, Doritos we, advertisement. Yeah, yeah, we know everything about the game, but we've about like actually like seen some <laughs> content about it, like the the story. But um, yeah, just imagine, uh, just imagine, Tyler. Uh, this is going to be a little bit off of uh, what we were just talking about with Halo. Just imagine going to you know, like your local store. You're getting one of your favorite foods, like snack foods to eat. Like, so you get a bag of Doritos, like a flaming nacho Dorito or whatever the fuck and all of a sudden in the back of it you see an advertisement for a game that hasn't been announced yet and all of a sudden you're like wait what the fuck what the hell is a Call of Duty Cold War <laughs> yeah right well it's like we kept seeing like uh, uh, I want, like I was like on springtime there was a Wonder Woman 1984 what are the new movies called uh-huh. uh, there was like the Mountain Dew and the Doritos had all these advertisements for the movie because it was supposed to come out but obviously nothing comes out right now um so yeah, it's, it's I actually like, got the same thing from uh, Dairy Queen and stuff today because of, uh, they had like advertisements for that movie on the fucking cup. <laughs> oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, so it's like deals are still in place and they can't move them. So it's like I remember like in Australia they advertise they like Bioshock Infinite was supposed to come out at this date, but it got delayed to like the next year. So uh-huh. they two um, uh, K like picked a different game and threw it on like the marketing because they already paid for all the marketing for that time. Uh-huh. So it's like, but I mean when you're you know when you're WB and you have nothing else to advertise, you know, it's like, oh, I guess we're just going to keep them coming. And probably a lot of that shit was already in, in place beforehand. But, um, I don't know. Let's move on, though. Because uh, okay. we got a few other things here I want to talk about. And I got a little, spe- I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. I got a little special surprise for Gables to uh, end the show with. So that'd be pretty exciting. He doesn't know what it is. It's, I'm really excited about it. It's, I'm going to, I'm going to do mine, uh, probably next week. But, uh, I figure, you know, I figure it's a little light week. So I thought it'd be a little fun thing to do. Um, but, uh, next, uh, we have a uh, couple announcements for games. One was a, uh, I mean, it leaked the night before. Uh, PlayStation leaked it. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox are like the new, like we don't need hackers anymore. We just need like wait for PlayStation and Xbox to fuck up and put it on their store pages. Uh, <laughs> Cup, Cuphead was a was a was kind of shadow was supposed to be shadow dropped on Tuesday. Had a cool little trailer showing off coming the PS4 and then the DLC will be coming uh, day one uh, with all the other consoles. Uh, whenever it eventually does come out, um, and then Battle Toads uh, is getting a, uh, is releasing on Game Pass on August twentieth. It's coming to Xbox and PC. Um, uh, it's got that one's gonna have three person co- uh, couch co op, uh, no online. Um, man, I know Gables, you love this. Uh, you love Cuphead when it came out. I love oh, yeah. Cuphead. I appreciate Cuphead for what it is, and I love it. I uh, just I'm not good enough of a gamer to beat it. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Was with, I mean, I know you're more of a Battletoads fan than I am. But uh, what what were your thoughts when you heard these announcements? I actually love the announcements because for one, Cuphead is definitely a game that should be enjoyed by all sorts of players. You know, all players sh- like anybody that owns like say a current generation console or a PC should be able to play the type of games that they want to play. Like. Mm. And for Cuphead to come to the PS4 like it did to stealth drop, the stop motion, like animation stuff, like a professional like announcement like that in the middle of like a freaking uh, <laughs> game, like a freaking stream and stuff with Jeff Keighley and stuff, it was definitely took a lot of people off guard. But uh, I love it. I do yeah. love that. Yeah. The whole thing, Battletoads, you know, is like, hey man, I'm I'm actually happy to see that uh, it's going to be coming out definitely going to maybe give that game a try when it does come out because i still need to play i still want to play that 
see how it is, and play Streets of Rage 4 whenever I get around oh, to it. God, it's so good, Gil, you got to play it. If you, I, for Streets of Rage 4, though, wait for a sale. It's not worth 25 bucks. Unless, you're oh, gonna, unless you think you're going to beat it multiple times. But like, if you see yourself you know, playing it through once, if you wait for a sale. But yeah, go on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, other than that, though, that's I'm just pretty much excited for more players to experience Cuphead, and I'm definitely waiting to experience how Battletoads is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've heard nothing but bad things about Battletoads. I remember, like, I think it was playable, like, E3 last year or two years ago, and everybody, like, I was curious when people, because I'm not a Battletoads fan. I remember playing on Super Nintendo back in the day, but I never got really into it. And, um, like, I remember, like, everybody was saying from anything I read about it, like, multiple websites um the game's not very good so i'm wondering and <laughs> that was i, I want to say it was like, it was probably two years ago now at this point so i'm wondering I'm hopefully they went back and they kind of fixed some shit but i heard it's it's meh but uh i don't know it's gonna be on game pass so i might check it out if it, if, if things positive things are said about it and it's not extremely hard uh cuphead though like you said it's just more people can play it that's awesome um you know it's just on to new audience so it's gonna be kind of brought back to the forefront and then and the fact that the DLC will be day and date with everything else is awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So, I don't, I don't have too much more to say on that. But I'm hopeful that Battletoads is a half-assed, decent. Like, going through Street Rage 4, again, it was like, oh, man, I need, like, more of these. Like, I love to have, I don't need, like, a bunch of them. But if we can have, you know, one every couple of years or every year, you know, kind of like th- that style, like, fun game. Like, that'd be great to have. Because I, I, but, I mean, obviously, Street Rage 4, a lot of it was uh, that, you know, that nostalgia for me. But this is something, Gables, that happened... Uh, right before we start recording, um, in Taiwan, uh, No More Heroes was rated for the Switch. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the original uh, No More. The Heroes. original one, yes. Uh, that's the part that I'm like, okay, I'm like, ah, it's not really a big deal. I was, I was thinking No More History. I'm like, it's just come out sometime this year. But then I was, oh, it's the first one. So I don't know. I mean, I never played it because I was like off the Wii by then. But <laughs> I, that was one of those <laughs> games that everybody was like freaking that's out a about. That's an awesome game. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be cool if like comes out and it plays well like i would be a game like because i not much i wasn't really interested in the one that came the new more heroes game that came out last year i'm not really looking forward to too much the new the third one but it comes out i'm very surprised that you of all people tyler for how much you love professional wrestling back then and how much you uh probably would enjoy like a good action game like that you know like like you were saying you're off the wii by that point but at the same time one of the best appeals about No More Heroes to me was able to do all sorts of various like professional wrestling shit to assassins and stuff like that while uh, with the Joy-Cons and stuff, doing German suplexes, dragon suplexes, collecting all the masks and all the other shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a game up. Like, I remember when the views came out and like listened to the podcast, I'm like, that was a game I was like, oh man, I really want to go back and check out and play. And I was going to wait, but, like, I was like, oh, I'll wait for it to go and it's cheaper and cheaper. Because, like, yeah, like I said, I was off the Wii and the motion control stuff and it's just like, never just ended up going back to playing it. And uh, so it's just one of those things I just I unfortunately missed out on. It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of like Skyward Sword and like Mario Galaxy 2 where it's like, I played a decent chunk of Mario Galaxy 2 but it's like, by that point I was like, like I played it with Justin and shit like the Mario Galaxy 2 but it's like, like Skyward Sword and all those it's like I just had zero interest in motion control stuff so it's like, if I can play those games now and they make it work well without the motion controls like I'm all aboard uh, jumping back into those games or jumping into those games. But yeah, like it definitely sounded like everything I heard at the time was like that sounds like we're at my alley, something I'd fun with. But it's just like I don't want to fucking deal with the motion control stuff. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. I hope I hope it does come out. If it's like, and if it good things are said about the port of it, and it, it's it's affordable, it's not overly priced. Um, I think that that I mean it'll be something I jump into. 
But moving on to our last thing in the show, this isn't so much of a, a news topic. This is just something that, I mean, usually we do this around 4th of July because it's usually a, a normal year. Uh, we have nothing else to talk about, especially on 4th of July week. Um, you know, after E3, it's always kind of dead. So we're just kind of fishing for content. Uh, but Gables, this is a... Uh, Basically, I mean, we're past the halfway year. The well, I guess we're well past the halfway point of the year at this point. But I mean, I know. I mean, there's probably some still stuff we don't know about that's coming out later this year because we don't know what the, what the hell is going on with Nintendo. We don't know what's going on. We got these events uh, for PlayStation and Xbox um, later this month. I'm assuming. Um, but Gables, what are some of the games you're looking forward to for us 2020? Or do you want me to go first? I don't know if you're ready or not. Go ahead and you start first, okay? Okay. So I have I, I, I always keep I like a, I have like the notebook app on my phone and I keep track so like I know if like I pre-ordered them because I've had the mistake before where I've pre-ordered a game multiple time, from multiple different places and uh, I always keep track of dates so I always know and then I have another uh, thing in my notebook here for games that don't have dates yet that I'm looking forward to as well. So for games that have dates, uh, one game I'm really looking forward to like I heard about like I only really heard about it like a few weeks ago it looked kind of cool I'm like ah oh, it looks like it'd be fun. But it's good. I'm getting. We were talking about Rock League earlier, and so I'm getting those vibes, man. I'm like, this could be that next cool. And there's been a few times that I've, I've thought this, and it didn't come through. But um, I'm getting those vibes. Like, this could be a great, uh, like, uh, uh, Rocket League style like game. It's it's coming to game, PlayStation Plus. We're all gonna have it. Um, but like, this would be a fun extra life game, I think, for a lot of us. It's called Fall Guys. It's coming out to for PS Plus. It'll be out on Tuesday, um, on the fourth. So it'll be free for everybody. It's, it's going to be a PS4 exclusive, console exclusive. It'll be on Steam as well. But it's like a 60-person Battle Royale platformer game. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. You know. You remember the um, game show Wipeout? Yes. So it's, it's essentially that, but like it's very colorful, and you have like these weird, like um, crazy-looking um, characters. But it's like, so there's 60 people, 60 different um, of these characters all online. Uh, and you're on, like, you're going through, like, there's, it's broken up in sections too, so it's like, and there's different maps where it's like, you have to run around. There's like, there's there's platforms, there's with holes in them, and the the ground is spinning, and there's walls up, and you get knock you get knocked off the stage, you die, and it's like last one's arriving. There's ones where you have to like run through this like basically this like um, um like uh like the Ninja Warrior type shit kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it, it just looks like really fun and chaotic game to play. I don't know how what the rules are as far as like. What's the most people you can have like in a party to play? I don't know. In like, uh, like in person, you can only have four people in a party, but it's sixty player online. But uh, I don't know. It looks very fun. Um, looks a lot. I'm sorry. It looks very fun. Looks like a lot of fun. Um, next up, uh, these are just games that have dates right now. Uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads. I'm not really looking forward to this game so much. It comes out on Friday. Uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm. I'm I'm hopeful. If this game comes out and it's okay, I'll be happy. Like I'm not, right. If this game is like that 6.5 or 7 out of 10, I'll be happy. But I think it's going to be trash. I mean, it looks like trash. But um, oh, if it comes out and it's okay and it's fine and it's like a five-hour campaign or something like that, it doesn't always say it's welcome, then I'll be okay with it. But anything more than that, it's just that would be bad. Um, but I'm not expecting much at all. Uh, but it's just like I'm looking at like games to play. Like I'm, I've already paid for it. Like I was thinking about, like I'll just get my money back, or I'll put it towards something else. And it's like, ah, fuck it, I'll just get it. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two comes out super fourth. Uh, I pre-ordered that one. Um, there's that demo you can play that comes out, uh, I think August fourteenth. Um, uh, I look, I look forward to. It. Obviously, it's nostalgia, but um, it'd be great to have a good Tony Hawk game again. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna play that 
the demo and if it comes out and I'll enjoy it then I'll, I'll cancel it but I just get very hopeful for and I'm looking forward to um, I've already pre-ordered pre that one as well uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 comes August or I'm sorry October 2nd uh, I've heard nothing but good things that the previews have definitely kind of changed my mind and thoughts on what that game can be so I'm looking forward to that one uh, and then uh, for games that have dates last minute at least Cyberpunk 2077 comes out November 19th uh, I'm bummed about this one because you know this was going to be like I was looking at this as like kind of like circling that as my Extra Life game uh, that now comes out two weeks after Extra Life so that's a big bummer but uh, I mean obviously we're looking forward to this game Gables and I both have uh, giant Johnny Silverhand Keanu Reeves statues <laughs> at this already for this game uh, so we didn't plan that either it just happened naturally yeah well Gables bought it and I'm like I didn't know anything about it and I'm like that looks badass and then I saw it on uh, and there was like a, a deal on games on games uh, spots or GameStop sorry so I, I bought it. And I'm like, ah, I gotta get it because it looks bad. I, I got a little jelly, Gables. I'm not gonna lie, I got a little jelly. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then um, for games that are come out that have 2020 dates, but with no actual like release date, uh, Crossfire X. We talked about last week in the uh, Microsoft Game Show, uh, the showcase where it's like it's that um, Call of Duty knockoff, but it's made by Re so Remedy's making the campaign. So it's like I'm playing. Like I said, I'm playing it only because it's Remedy. And that's the only reason. Other than that, it looks like a, just a generic Call of Duty ripoff. Uh, Gears Tactics uh, is supposed to become it's that uh, XCOM Gears game. Uh, it's supposed to come out at, like not too long after uh, Gears Tactics came with the PC, which it came to PC in like early, I want to say like like mid to mid March, maybe early April around there. Um, yeah, it's supposed to come out. Uh, I think originally it was like around like early summer, but everything going on has been delayed. They've talked about it recently, and it's still scheduled to come out for 20, uh, 2020. Um, to Xbox, that is. So I'm looking forward to that because I mean I love those XCOM style games, but it's not like the deep into like the how deep XCOM gets into like the, the other shit. It's like I just like the gameplay of it. I don't want to deal with all the other bullshit about you know saving countries or the or making satellites and all that shit. Uh, Twin Mirrors. It's uh, for the people that made Life is Strange. Um, just looks like I mean a, a slightly bigger budget Life is Strange, and it's not like a um, uh, episodic. Um, and then, uh, obviously, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales supposed to be the PS5 launch game. And, oh, my God, I just remembered. I forgot about the other Life is Strange. Or the other game we were talking about last week. It was at the uh, Xbox Showcase that I look forward to. Oh, um, I here, know. Is it Here They Lie? About. Here They Lie? I think that's what it was. I think it was the brother it. and the sister. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that is a PSVR uh, launch game. I don't know why I thought of that. Uh, um Life is. I'm, I'm googling now because I want. I I forgot to add it to my list. I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, don't forget it, and I forgot it. Well, it definitely um, is a little, like a life is strange experience, isn't it? Yep. Don't <laughs> nod. Um, tell me why. So I was close. Here, uh, here they lie. Tell me why. Whatever. At least it rhymes. So um, that is the other game that coming out August 27th. Uh, the first episode is. So that's the other game I'm looking forward to. So that's. I mean, there's a decent amount. Like I don't. I mean. Maybe none of them are like big, huge, like AAA games so much. I mean, other than Cyberpunk, but like, there's a lot of like nice, like uh, to steal like a line of once again from Huber uh, from Easy Allies, swimming in sevens. That's the way I'm looking at like the rest of the year for this part is I'm gonna be swimming in sevens behind besides Spider-Man, Cyberpunk. But uh, Gables, what about you? What are you looking for for the rest of the year? All right, barring what Nintendo announces from here until next until the end of this year. Cyberpunk 2077 is definitely the main game that I'm looking out for. CD Projekt Red has that pedigree and definitely has that style of like gaming know-how 
that I'm very hopeful that they'll deliver upon this game. From what I've seen of the gameplay, from what I've seen of the cinematics and everything else, I am interested in seeing how Cyberpunk 2077 will be. Bear in mind, I've only played maybe a little bit of Witcher 3, which mm-hmm. is another CD Projekt Red game, Project Red game, that I would love to finish sometime before then. But who knows? But at this point in time, other than say, you know, whatever happens in terms of what Nintendo releases from here to the end of the year, I may go through and invest inside of uh, the Tony Hawk stuff, which, hey, I like Tony Hawk. Like the one and two bundle thing, that's definitely up my alley. That's definitely something I have nostalgia for and that I would love to play. Yeah, it's only 40 but bucks for the... too, so. Sorry, go ahead. What's that? It's only 40 bucks too, which is nice. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, for now until the rest of the year, I'm really looking at Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a weird year. And it's like we don't have, like, the only real AAA games that we have announced for the rest of the year is, like, Spider-Man, Cyberpunk. Yeah. And then the Ubisoft I'll tell you what's games. also, I'll tell you something that's also and Halo. Well, there's Halo. Weird. So. Go ahead, sorry. Well, well, yeah, there's Halo as well. And I'm definitely excited to try that out. At the same time, I'm getting the same, I'm actually getting that same feel, that same thing that I had towards the end of the PlayStation 3 generation, where all of a sudden it's like, I don't feel like I want to buy any more PS4 games, (laughs) or PlayStation games like uh, for a long while. It's that weird feeling I had towards the end of last generation. I had a lot of the games that I was set with. I played the games and stuff with that. Of course, that led to a full-out like burnout, obviously, in terms of when the PS4 did come out and everything else, but the burnout stemmed from the fact that I wasn't able to play my PS3 games on the PS4. But uh, I'm just saying, it's weird, but also familiar in terms of how I'm feeling right now, where it's like, I feel, honestly, for the most part, I am quite happy with the collection that I have ended up getting for the PS4. I definitely have maybe a few more games that I want to check out. But at the same time, I'm winding down, Tyler. Yeah, I've almost got every single game that I actually want to play on it. Yeah. And you, you, know, like you, you talk about you got a decent backlog of games still to play. Oh shit! Uh, just do I ever bought in the last <laughs> few months? But uh, you know, I get that sentiment where it's like I'm looking at, it and it's like especially like I mean, it's easier because the games are coming out um, right around, especially at launch time where we're assuming November. It's like, I mean, Cyberpunk's the one really that I'm like really look forward to. It's like, um, but I've, I've already pre-ordered it digitally on PS4. But I think as of right, now, I mean, I got to pre-order it, but I mean, I can always cancel it um, before it comes out. Uh, but I'm assuming um, I'll be able to just, like, move that. Like, I'll be able to go with backwards compatibility. And there's not going to be a PS5 upgrade for it, they said, at launch. Right. Um, that, I mean, as long as I'm still able to play that on PS5. Assuming I get one at launch, hopefully I do. Um, like, that's the one thing I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hoping that, like, the PS5 comes out, like, the, that day or before Cyberpunk. Because, like, I want to play Cyberpunk. But it's like, I don't want to yeah. start it if I can't move my progress over to the PS5. Um, and then like, that's one of the main reasons, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to play the new Madden. Obviously I love Madden. I always put 
I mean, outside of this this last one, like I usually put two three hundred hours in the Madden every year, and um, it's like I always buy it day one. I always buy the special the eighty dollar edition when you get it three days early, and um, like I'm waiting on that because I'm gonna buy Madden, but I'm like, do I just wait for PS5 because like can I move my progress over because that game comes out at the, at the end of August and like I don't want to put two three months into it and then find out I can't fucking like I gotta start all over again on the PS5 so it's like right uh, I haven't I mean I've 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 looked a little bit I haven't looked too hard into like what they've said about it but like um, until I hear like a confirmation for sure I find something like I'm probably just gonna wait like I did the same thing with like that's the only Madden I haven't bought at launch since Madden uh, since 2006 Six is um is the one that came out in 2013 because of I didn't want to just buy it and then three months later I have to rebuy it on the PS4. So yeah, like, I, I waited till I got on the PS4 to buy it. So uh, yeah, it's like I, I get that sentiment. Like it's like it's like, like you feel like you're buying like these games for like a dead console kind of thing. But it's like I mean I, I think what's going to help that sting is the fact that it's going to be backwards compatible. The only thing that's going to suck is like if I have like a disc disc version and I have to buy the discless one stuff like that but um I, I like i think the only one i'm buying that's on disc right now is um uh crash bandicoot so but i imagine by then i'll i mean I'll, I'll be done with it before it comes out assuming you know unless the console comes out earlier than expected but uh no i, I but i get that but uh, i did want to mention a couple things real fast um before we because uh, we're gonna i think we're gonna move the uh surprise there for gables we're gonna make that a little special second episode later on this week so all if, right. Oh, well, we'll, we'll continue this recording session. We'll do all this, but I'm going to break it and I'm going to move it off to because we were a little long. I didn't think we were going to go this long, but I'm going to move it to uh, make a, a special episode midweek. But uh, I did want to mention a couple things real fast. Extra Life is uh, 14 weeks away. Uh, I just did the math real fast, man. Uh, but uh, a cool little wow. thing they're doing in August only. If you if you make if you raise seventy five dollars in the month of August, you get a uh, official like uh, Extra Life die, like a Dungeon Dra- Dragons dice. Um, it looks pretty badass, so that's pretty cool looking. I wanted to mention that, and also it's just—I mean—I'm excited because it's like, well, as we get to the end of summer and start to get that that fall type, it's like, my start thinking more and more about extra life that dominates my thoughts. Uh, and then also, uh, this past week I went on, I got some emails. We, we use Ellipsin to uh, to uh, upload the podcast, and they actually added a bunch of like new things on, like you can put the show on. Um, and then I looked and there's also a bunch of the other ones I just never, I didn't realize we got ourselves on. So we're like, we're on a lot more services and we've had a nice little boost at the end of, I, I did it, uh, about a week and a half ago and it takes a few days to get the shit on there. Uh, but to get our feeds on there, but, um, we had a nice little boost at the, at the end of last month, at the beginning of this month and downloads. So I just want to thank you if you're new listeners. Uh, but we are on a lot more services now. We're on the Amazon music and audible apps, uh, we're on the Android app. Uh, Deezer, I don't know most. I never heard of a lot of uh, the few of these, to be honest. But we're on them now. Uh, Deezer, um, Ghana, apparently G A A N A. It's very apparently it's like the most popular streaming app in India. Uh, iHeartRadio, we're on there now. Uh, Radio.com, then their app, the Radio.com mobile app, we're on there. And then uh, I think a couple more. Um, I, I think actually that might be it. But uh, add us on those, and I think we have a, a couple more trending or uh, not trending, but. And like we're in the middle, like we're just waiting for the confirmation. So we're on all those places. So if you're new to the show, thank you for listening and downloading. Uh, welcome to the show. You you you're you know you're about a little over seven years late, but um, <laughs> pretty, pretty easy to jump into. So it's just us, we do this every week. Um, so thank you guys if you're new to the show, and uh, if you want, if you that's easier for you to go on those 
uh, apps to download. If you're already on those ones, and that's your main thing, you can go on there and check uh, check us out as well. And if there's, I don't know, I haven't, I don't, I like I said, I've never even heard of most of these things or used them before. So if there's like a subscribe, a follow, or whatever review thing, do all those likes, five stars, whatever you can do to help us on those. Really appreciate it. Same thing, you know, obviously, if you've heard the show for a long time, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, just look up Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Nerds Pod, um, Drunk Dash Nerds podca- Podcast, um, dr- uh, Drunk uh, was it? Uh, drunk Nerds Podcast, uh, tr- twitch.tv slash drunk, uh, drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there, please. And then also dr- uh, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Uh, give us a big follow. So go along. If you are new to the show, uh, we're on all those places as well. Um, and if you can give us a thumbs up, five stars, follow, shares, whatever you can do, uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun week, work hard, do whatever you can to entertain yourself during these trying times, but most importantly of all that, keep your head up, keep it above the water, and have yourself an excellent time listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gibbles. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Wear a mask, guys. See you. See ya. I stole it from you. Uh, so I was, I was wondering what you were going to do. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>